in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me I must confess that I was drawn to this story by its title. I don't invest a lot of attention to story titles because titles tend to give away the essence of a story. But sometimes they really work in drawing you close to them. Like in the case of the story that I have for you today. And that's the other thing about this one. It's hardly a story. It's an anecdote, a special recollection. a curious observation by the 18th century chinese poet yuan mei he calls this one educated frogs and marshlands yuan mei recalls a character from his childhood i imagine that he shared this somewhere in the middle of a conversation and then it went on to be documented as a chinese story here we go when he was young In his part of the town there often came a beggar he carried a cloth sack and two bamboo tubes in his sack he kept nine frogs and the tubes were home to thousands of ants some red and some others white he walked around the town going into shops setting up a spectacular show of frogs and ants once done he would demand 3 coppers and he would leave for the next one one of his tricks was called the frog teaches school he would set up a small chair a large frog would leap out of his sack and sit on it eight smaller frogs would then hop out of the sack and form a circle around the chair eight little frogs would sit obediently like little pupils in a classroom 
Once all eyes were on the frogs, the beggar would cry out, Teach them! At once, the large frog croaked, Gekak! His pupils of eight tiny frogs repeated, Gekak! in complete unison. And thereon, the teacher and his students repeated, Gekak! one after the other, until the ears of the people echoed with the sounds of croaking frogs. When the act rounded to its end, the beggar would bellow up, Stop! At once, all was quiet. The second trick was called ants in battle formation. The beggar carried two flags, a red and a white one, each a foot long. He emptied his bamboo tubes on the counter. The ants, all the red and the white, scurried over one another until he waved one of the flags. All he had to do was wave the red flag and command, Form ranks! And it was a spectacle to watch the red ants get in one straight line. And then, when he repeated the same order with the white flag, the remaining white ants followed their red ants in making a line of their own. And when the beggar waved both the flags together, thundering to the ants, Mixed formation! The ants mingled and marched together, turning left and right in perfect step. Round and round as the mixed lines of red and white ants marched across the counter, the beggar ordered them back into the tubes. And that brought an end to the act. Now one can only imagine how did the beggar come to train and order the frogs and ants to follow his orders. story spoke to the story trainer in me. When I started my journey as a storyteller, I had no plans to become a trainer, a facilitator or even a story coach. In fact, I had no idea that I could ever teach. Now, let's not use that word because I don't really teach. I had no idea that I could enable and empower someone else to tell stories. The least I could do is show them the world of stories the way I see it. And here I am, working with school teachers, businesses, not-for-profits and corporations, helping them learn storytelling. I'm intrigued by the whole idea of teaching. In India, we value the Guru Shishya tradition of a teacher and the disciple. It's one of the more sacred bonds, making teaching a noble profession. And yet... There is the fine question, what makes a teacher really effective? What is the one thing that makes the teacher memorable? Is it the teacher's knowledge of the subject, how well he or she commands the class, or how they make the students feel in their presence, how they lead them towards finding the truth, the knowledge, the wisdom that they are seeking? If you take the act of teaching out of the four walls, then the world is a classroom. You can learn from anyone, even without them teaching you something. Similarly, you're perhaps teaching someone something unknowingly. I get a lot of people who get anxious about learning storytelling. I mean, is it even something that can be learnt? Aren't you born with the talent to tell stories? To me, the process of learning begins with unlearning. 
if you are open to unlearning everything you knew about storytelling, you would make room to learn it in a new way. I wonder what and how did the frog teacher teach the little frogs to unlearn their past croaks to learn a new way to croak? The act of the ants intrigues me too. We like discipline, order, uniformity. We like people when they follow our bidding, when they fall in line and especially when they don't challenge our orders. A few years back, I worked on an onboarding module for a corporate house. My task was to design and employ onboarding program with stories. The brief to me was fairly simple. Uttuparna, we need to tell our story more convincingly. Let's make them cry when we talk about company values. The organization was trying to arrest their attrition rates. The question was, what kind of storytelling would convince their employees to fall in line, abandon their restlessness, follow orders, and wait for their turn to grow in the organization? If the beggar could take charge of the ants, I wonder what stories did he charm them with? That's where I leave you today. Listen to the story again and tell me how would you use a story about teaching, learning and discipline in a classroom, living room and boardroom. What's the role of a teacher or a leader, a student or the follower? How do you command respect? How do you control others? Do you teach to tame or do you teach to liberate? Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told. So go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag #storytellingwithrituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.